Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Nerd Podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, that's Never Ending Retro Dialogue, and we're going to talk about nerd stuff today. I'm Jordan. I'm Doug. Today is a special episode for me. This is... I might get in some trouble. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Going to have some hot takes. I might have some hot takes about this uh, in favor of the subject. Uh, so I'm not going to drag the subject. I think it's going to get me in trouble with other fandoms. Oh, okay, okay. So, but let's take care of a little housekeeping. Yes. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I have a new sweater. Yes. It's a com- comfy sweater. I ordered it one size too big so that I could swim in it. Um, it looks nice. Thank you. It um, is covered in typewriters. Covered in typewriters. I think I might be a sweater guy. Might be a sweater. Might be a sweater guy. <laughs> might be a sweater. <laughs> Took me thirty years to find that out. <sighs> Sweaters are nice, man. They're great. Yeah. You know, speaking of they're comfy. Thirty years. Um, I did something last night that I don't know how I managed to do it, but it was the first time in thirty years that it's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, through my mouth, so my nose was not in play. I breathed out while breathing in at the same time, and absolutely about um, died. Almost choked, didn't you? I I made this horrible <laughs> gasping noise like a death. So it's never <laughs> happened to me before. <laughs> How can you do that? I don't understand. Uh, just wait until you start uh, pulling muscles when you sneeze. Oh, geez. Or, or, yeah. It's well, it's great. It's great getting old. But yeah. speaking of old. Yeah, old is a oh, subject oh, today. Oh, look at that segue. That's a good one. We are talking about the great, wonderful world of Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Who? Who? He's on second, right? Is it Doctor Whom? Oh, oh, there we go. Let's get the grammar yeah. police on that. Um, Doctor Who is... One of my favorite TV shows of all time. And this is maybe where I get in a little bit of trouble. I think it's my... I think it's the best sci-fi franchise of all time. Ooh! <laughs> Ooh! That's, that's, I want to get that one out of the way right away. So, Well, that's interesting. I think so, but... The, I, that's not to disparage anything else, but... What are we putting that up against? What what kind of things? I mean, obviously Star Trek and well, the big and, one was Star Wars. And I, Star Wars. <sighs> I think Doctor Who is more even than Star Wars, like in terms of storytelling, because Star Wars has some really good episodes and then some like whatever episodes. And yeah. Doctor Who as a whole, I think, is more like oh, this is more. See, I <laughs> maybe this will get me in trouble. I've never thought of Star Wars as a straight-up sci-fi story. Interesting. What do you think of it as? Um, kind of amalgamation of, of fantasy and... it's only, Well, we've talked about before in the Star Wars episodes. It's like a space western. Yeah. It, it's, it's sci-fi in the way that it takes place in space, yeah. right? And you have ships and you've got lightsabers. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people going, well, yeah, so it's sci-fi. But as you pointed out in one of our earlier episodes with with Star Trek, you know they went to yeah. other planets. They went and they explored and this and that. And, and and Star Wars is a controlled environment, mm, right? Yeah. Now they are starting to branch out. Yeah. So, but I guess I've never I've never thought of it just as a straight up yeah. sci fi vehicle interesting and i'm sure that you know you asked me 10 days from now and i i could change my answer yeah but you know i think of starship troopers as being more sci-fi than oh, interesting than star wars yeah. and i i wish i could tell you the distinction yeah but yeah yeah i don't know but doctor who's what we're talking about today. right well i guess maybe doctor who seems more speculative because uh sci um Star Wars is more about the personal journey of Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So maybe in terms of... Plus there's so much more Doctor Who than there is Star Trek. 60 years worth, 60 right? 60 years as of this year. That is mind-boggling to yes. me. So when you said it was old, you are correct. I am. Um, so what is your first memories of Doctor Who? What, okay. Which, which, who did, well, first this, who did yeah. you see first? Who, who was your first doctor? David Tennant. Okay. The 10th doctor, mm-hmm. who I think is a lot of people's favorite doctor in the modern era. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, a lot of the things that I have become interested in 
over the years, I I didn't really have any buddy to show me them. I just kind of got into them on my own, like with the internet and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was at home one day in high school, and uh, I really liked the Sci-Fi Channel back in the day when they used to actually play like good Sci-Fi stuff. Yeah, actual Sci-Fi. Yeah. And they had like a Friday night lineup, and I was just like what is this Doctor Who thing, you know? I think my older brother liked Doctor Who, but I wasn't as conscious of it because he, he liked Christopher Eccleston, mm-hmm. who's the ninth Doctor. Um, but I watched David Tennant. He's got so much charisma and manic energy. And I don't remember the first episode that I saw him with, but I just remember there was like werewolves and his thing and uh giant killer bees and agatha christie and the queen of england and you know just amazing things that i just was like this is so imaginative so Mm -hmm. that was my first exposure to doctor who now what was your first exposure um so i had to think long and hard about that because i figured that'd be a question yeah um i have a vague memory of my dad watching the older yeah. Doctor Who's on like PBS and anyone who is a Doctor Who fan will know how absolutely absurd so <laughs> yeah some of it looked you know between the Daleks and everything else it was just it was bonkers um but it wasn't something i ever remember him watching all the time and it definitely wasn't anything that I um, sought out. Yeah. It wasn't until I was aware of Doctor Who. That was it. Yeah. Um, never watched any of it until Maddie was, I think it was seventh or eighth grade. Um, I believe she said she had just gotten her braces. And so she started binging Doctor Who because she was home. Yeah. And so I started watching with her, and and it, we've only watched modern. Modern Doctor. Who. We've we've not watched any classic. Um, I'm not. Is there even a place to find classic again? Yes. So you can watch it on Amazon. Oh, is the classic on Amazon? Okay. But I think you have to have BritBox. Okay. Which I do. Okay. Because I love British TV. British TV is amazing. Um, now HBO Max has all the modern. Yeah. That's what we were watching yeah. it on. Um, so yeah, so Eccleston was yeah. was our first one. Love that that season, and then David Tennant, which is also my favorite modern Doctor. Would I would I mean it would be my favorite Doctor because I've I couldn't tell you one thing about the older stuff yeah. besides how ridiculous some yeah. of it looked. Um, but man, we 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 were watching Doctor Who for a bit. Yeah, um, we got through all of his. All of his, I think he had what five seasons, four uh, seasons, four or five. I think four, and then the specials that yeah. he was in, uh, and then Matt Smith, the eleventh um, Doctor, and then she kept watching beyond that. I think mm-hmm. I'd have to ask her. I know I never watched any of Capaldi's right. run, and I and um, what's her name, Jodie Whitt- Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. I didn't watch any of hers. Um, and actually, we started because we knew that the, we were going to be doing this. Yeah. As you walked in on me today, I was I was rewatching some of uh, the episodes. We were just jumping all over the place, rewatching ones that you know. Oh, we remembered a plot line, yeah. and, and we went to that. And so we watched a few yesterday, and I was watching a few today. Um, and man, they're just fun. I mean, yeah. last night it was so funny because Maddie was just like. Oh my gosh! Now we're just going to have to start all over and see in the first season and just go again. So it's just it's fun TV. You've got you know the time travel, the yeah. space travel. Um, you know they do their fun little nods to to history and and whatnot. And it's just I don't know. It it, it it's I won't go so far as to say. I think it's the best sci-fi TV show or franchise, but it is darn good. Yeah. And I can understand why people love it so much. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, for me, uh, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager anyway, um, it really captured my imagination. Sure. Uh, And so I think I was exposed at a young enough age 
that I that I uh, I just kind of latched onto it, and I, I I can't explain to you why I think it's the best, but I think it's just because I love the Doctor. I love each iteration of the Doctor, and I think as a storyteller myself, part of the reason I like Doctor Who is that because the stories can go on and be fresh and different, no matter how. I mean, it's been sixty years, but because of the way the Doctor dynamic works, the regeneration especially. Each doctor is a different person, so you yeah. get different stories. Yeah, and I think as a storyteller, I, I find that extremely um, cool and uh, unusual because most most franchises or stories or whatever don't have that kind of leg power. Yeah, but this one is like, oh, like this doctor would like you put one doctor in a situation and another doctor is going to act completely different in that yep. situation. So I think that's really cool, and I just love. I don't know. There's just a sort of a manic energy about it that I really like. You know, we were just watching an episode, and mm-hmm. you know, he he's not a typical protagonist. He's not. The other thing I like about it is that he uses his brains. You know, yeah. that's that's his main. I mean, he's got a sonic screwdriver, but his main his main tool is his brain. Yeah, and I always thought that was a really interesting because um, I like to write characters that have to work themselves out of a situation that way too sometimes so i think yeah they're not just they're not just using weapons yeah. or brute strength or whatnot to you know bully their way through the story it's how are we going to figure this out yeah no i'll agree with you there now so when because you've watched several episodes of the classic yeah um and i recognize that there's a a distinct difference yeah between just the feel of them and the atmosphere and obviously, you know, special effects right. and whatnot. But as far as storytelling, right. how how do they compare? So the big difference that I would note is that in the original classic Doctor Who, uh, the episodes were broken down into um, multi-part stories. Mm. So modern Who is basically one episode is one story for the most part. Mm-hmm. Old Doctor Who would be like four or five episodes, six episodes, sometimes ten episodes would make one story. Oh wow! Okay. So and they they eventually they eventually narrowed it down to four episodes per four four to six episodes per story. Uh-huh. But there was yeah there was uh, more of a cliffhanger type thing. Uh, it wasn't as self contained. And the episodes were half an hour. So I was just going to ask if yeah. they were different, yeah. different lengths. So that's why. So like you know, if you had like two episodes of old Doctor Who, it would make an hour for regular modern Doctor Who. But uh, yeah, and um, and it, and like it's interesting to compare because like the very first Doctor played by William Hartnell uh, is so different. He's much more curmudgeonly. He's not very like he's not quite the hero that we know. Mm-hmm. So the way that his stories are told are different than. Uh, even the second Doctor, by played by Patrick Troughton, but yeah, I guess the biggest difference would be the the way that they split up the the storytelling. And I'm trying to think if there's anything like uh, like smart that I can say about this, but like, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just I think they they kind of do the same thing where like every now and, like they'll focus on an Earth story and then they'll do a space travel story and then they'll go back in history. That's very common. I think both of them do that really mm-hmm. well because I think like there are a lot of stories you can tell on Earth, um, but then it's like, oh, now we get to go to this distant plot, place in space, and so they've always done that. So that's cool. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I'd have to I'd have to really sit down and think about like the differences, but but yeah, the pacing of the stories are way different. You know. Do you find that the older ones are are they richer stories or better stories? Or it depends on on who's writing them. Mm-hmm. Some of the stories are really really good. Like anything with the Daleks is like really really good. And um, there's some stories that stick out to me um, for like probably more for personal reasons. But the thing with the old ones was they they wrote this stuff even though they knew they didn't have the technology necessarily. Yeah. But they did it in a, such a serious dignified way. Yeah. That they don't feel goofy to me. I mean, some of them are goofy. Like. 60 years later some of them are going to be goofy sure. but <laughs> though they took a dignified approach and they're like oh we're going to have fun but we're also going to be serious about our storytelling and i think that's what made doctor who last for the original doctor who went for 26 years 26 seasons 
And I think the reason that they were able to do that is because of the strength of their storytelling. Mm -hmm. Because people, like, you know, sci-fi, I mean, you know, like, it predates Star Trek. Yeah. Right? Because Star Trek was 69, 68? Somewhere around there. Late 60s. Late 60s. So it predates sci-fi television by a lot, I mean, a lot of, and Star Wars uh, by, you know, 15 years. Mm -hmm. So there was, I don't know that there was anything like that at the time, so they really... They really nailed their stories down, mm-hmm. and I think that's you know. So I don't know. I can't say like which one's better. Honestly, I think it's hard because like modern Doctor Who is more for modern audiences. Sure. So like it gets a little bit of a leg up for me, but then at the same time, I don't watch old Doctor Who and go like, oh, this didn't age well. You know, like yeah. So, you know, it just dawned on me. Um, there may be some people listening right now. Yeah. That have never watched. Doctor Who. Wow, sacrilegious. So, so why don't why don't you take them through a rundown of what Doctor Who is? Uh, an elementary yeah synopsis. So, Doctor Who, if you've never seen Doctor Who, is about a man. Well, no, I, no Not a person. A, yeah. a person. Yeah. Who is an alien from the planet Gallifrey? And this person travels around in what is called a TARDIS. And the TARDIS stands for Time and Relative Dimensions in Space. So he can go through space and time in his TARDIS, which is disguised as a blue police box. Beautiful, Yeah, which is like kind of old-fashioned. So just think of like a telephone pole, but blue, or telephone booth. I'll interrupt real quick because I don't know. Did they still use... That same looking TARDIS yes. in the original. Yes. So that's one thing that the, they kept. The inside of the TARDIS is constantly changing, but the sure. outside of the TARDIS is always the same. Has always been yeah. the blue. It's always been the blue box. police okay. box, even from the very first episode. Oh, that's awesome. Before it was blue because it was in black and white. Mm. So it was blue, you just couldn't tell. Gotcha. But uh, so this doctor travels through space and time, righting wrongs. Uh, fighting for the people who can't protect themselves. And along the way, the Doctor picks up companions quite frequently. They are usually, but not always, humans that travel with him uh, or her through space and time. And I would say that some of the adventures are limited to certain periods of time. Like we were just watching one that was set in World War II London. But then some of them are end of the world the Daleks are invading so yeah so it it's kind of like it can go from a very personal episode like one of the more famous episodes from modern Doctor Who is the Van Gogh episode yes yep. which if you haven't seen it it's the Matt Smith episode it's only yep. 11th Doctor it will make you cry probably but uh, that's a very personal episode whereas oh. then some of them are like oh the Daleks are coming to invade Earth or the Daleks have destroyed Earth so it's and I think that's another thing about the story is that it's got range yeah. You know, because, like, even the original ones, like, sometimes they would be stuck in a period of history like the French Revolution, and that's very centralized. And then other times they would go to the future and the Daleks were invading the Earth, and that's very, like, worldwide. So, yeah, so that's the Doctor in a gist. I mean, that's the gist of the Doctor. Um, very British also. Very British. Very British. And I don't, maybe that's why I like it so much, because it's unapologetically British. It's that's one of the things that it always uh, struck me that we didn't watch it more. Yeah. Um, because my dad loved watching the British shows on PBS. You know, I and I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but you know, I grew up watching Benny Hill with mm-hmm. Dad, which I probably shouldn't have been watching yeah. Benny Hill uh, <laughs> at that age. But uh, there's Benny Hill, and then the one that I mean, we watched religiously was Are You Being Served? Yeah. Um, I mean, he loved that show, but, um, and I know there's other shows that would just pop on that we would go ahead and watch. I mean, he loved Monty Python and they would show old reruns of that on PBS, um, as well, but I don't remember. And he loved sci-fi. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I just didn't recognize it, that he was watching that. Or it just didn't connect, but yeah. Well, you know, one of the things could be because of the different doctors, you may just not have realized, like, oh, this is the same show. Oh, that could be, yeah. Um, And I think that that is an interesting uh, point, the the different doctors, because uh, that just wasn't done, you know. When they, so basically this is what happened. Like, after a couple seasons with William Hartnell, 
he was starting i think he had a disease or something that was making it hard for him to remember his lines and he was sickly uh and so they were like well we don't want to end the show but what are we going to do yeah so some guy was just like let's change the doctor and like they gambled everything on that like there would be no doctor who without this first regeneration which is why patrick troughton who played the second doctor is one of the most important doctors in the history of the show because without him pulling off that regeneration and being the new doctor, the show would not be around anymore. Yeah. So without, because he established the, the precedent that like, not only am I going to regenerate, but I'm going to be different. Yeah. And people had to like the difference. Yeah. And I don't know if people were just more forgiving of stuff back in the 60s when they were watching TV. Because like today, I feel like if you did that, people would be way more. Uh, well, they complain all the time. Well, right? now they complain all the yeah. time about Doctor Who anyway. Yeah. So, but yeah, so. Um, so it could just be like, oh, I'm watching the first one, but the first one doesn't look like the fourth one because Tom Baker has the scarf and the hat and the big hair. Yeah. So I just I just don't know that that's the same thing, you know? Yeah. Mm, good point. Yeah. It, it, it actually is quite um, revolutionary if you think about it. I mean, actors have been replaced before, yeah. right? You know, Bewitched had different Darrens and, yeah. and whatnot. But, I mean... That's the lead character. Yeah. And they just... Well, and it's a focal point of the show. You yeah. Know, it's like it's like when you have to recast a character in another sitcom or whatever, it's done like pretty under the rug. Like, no, nobody talk about this. Nobody talk about this. Yeah. But with Doctor Who, it's like, when's when's he going to regenerate and what's going to be the next Doctor? Yeah. And, uh, and it's like a rite of passage, you know? Exactly. Of the show. So it's very interesting. Um, and we just recently had a regeneration. I won't say much about it. I'm sure by the time this airs, everybody will know. Oh, I'm sure. It's, <laughs> I, it's I think been spoiled for most it's been people for already. Most people, but in case, <laughs> in case this gets you into Doctor Who and you want to watch it, there was a regeneration. I, I tell you, if as as we started rewatching it last night, some of our favorite episodes, um, like I said, we were just like, okay, we need to we need to start over. Yeah, because we just enjoy it so much. It is such a fun show. Because and what's really cool about it is you've got episodes that absolutely just scare the bejesus yeah. out of you. Like one of our favorite episodes, the first one we watched last night was Blink. Yes, um, and it's it's David Tennant season. Ooh, his first or second season, I forget now. Um, it's like episode number five or whatever yeah. of that season, and it you got the Weeping Angels. And those things are just oh, they're horrifying, freaky. But you've got so you've got you've got the freaky, and that's just scary. But then you've got David Tennant being David Tennant. Yeah. He's just so aloof, and like you said, just he's just he he brought to me. He he kind of encompassed a whole wide range of of emotions, characteristics yeah. that. Some of the other doctors, in my mind, mm-hmm. didn't. I I actually liked, and we talked about this before we started. I liked the the one season with Eccleston. Yeah, I, I thought I thought he did very well, and I enjoyed his season. And it was funny because I remember when <laughs> when Maddie um, started watching, and I I came in on like episode three or yeah. whatever, and I'm like, wait a minute, who's that? And she goes, that's the doctor. I'm like. That's the bad guy from Gone in sixty seconds, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "What?" <laughs> it's the only thing I knew him from. Yeah. But um, that season was so good. But David Tennant, I don't know. Matt Smith, we we enjoyed very much too. I think Maddie's kind of on the fence, if I remember right. Um, I think she leans towards David Tennant. Yeah. But there are a lot of great episodes with Matt Smith, yeah. where the 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 episode itself was just amazing. The Van Gogh episode yeah. was one that we watched last night. I mean that is is just so heart wrenching, yeah. And um, to to watch that, and obviously it's all conjecture, right? Right. Of of how the person acted and what he was, but you know, based on what we know, you you sit there and watch it, and it's just like, oh my gosh, that is just. There's no way you can't tear up a little bit yeah. when you watch that. But there's a, quite a few like that. Uh, Matt Smith's, especially his episodes, he had a bunch where it's just like, man, it's just a gut punch. Yeah, he was. I and you know that's the thing is like so uh, with 
different doctors. There's different showrunners. Yeah. And so for Eccleston and Tennant, it was the same guy. And then for um, for Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi, it was Stephen Moffat. Mm-hmm. And Moffat had a tendency, I think, to make more emotional storylines because, yeah, like there's a lot of there's a lot of sad Matt Smith Oof. episodes. Oof. But and that's another thing that gives it a different flavor is the different showrunners because the Russell T Davies stuff, which is nine and ten, is different than eleven and twelve and thirteen. Yeah. Which is why they periodically cycle through. Although everybody's really excited because Russell T Davies is coming back. He's, yep. And so and they're doing him. They're they're having him for the 60th anniversary stuff, which is this year and then beyond. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be interesting to see uh, because I think for various reasons uh, people dropped off a little bit with 13. Yes. Which is interesting because 13 being Jodie Whittaker is the reason I got back into Doctor Who, mm-hmm. modern Doctor Who. Because I was like, oh, I really like Jodie Whittaker. I'm yes. going to watch that. So I watched it all. And how was it? I think it's better than most people thought it was. Mm-hmm. There was some points where they... The problem with... So the problem with being a long-running sci-fi TV show is there's a lot of continuity. Mm-hmm. Which they didn't worry about with as much in the in the past. Because con- we weren't a continuity-bound society. We see this in comic books, too. They Correct. were much more lax back in the past. But... The problem is they were there was a lot of retconning I think going on that people weren't happy about okay. the, to the point where I was like wait what what so some of that didn't make some of that wasn't for the betterment of the show but Jodie Whittaker herself was a great doctor mm-hmm. some of the writing wasn't there as much but I didn't decry it as much as other people yeah so. well as as we've discussed already in previous episodes there's there's always that. Uh, Super vigilant, yeah. uh, faction of, of fandom, yeah. that uh, they pound their chest the loudest yeah. and, and speak above everyone else, and that's what we always hear. Um, I, I've uh, now that I know that it's on HBO Max and we've started. I I want to start over and watch from yeah, David Eccles, Chris Chris Extra, excuse me, Christopher <laughs> Eccleston's. I don't know why I keep calling him David Eccleston. Um, David Tennant probably, yeah. but uh, I want to I want to go through and I want to watch the Capaldi and the Jodie Whittaker yeah. and stuff because it's yeah it's just it, it's you get the I was my original point was you get the horror you've got some fun action yeah you've got the his the historical aspects to it you know however accurate you want to right. call it but it's still there um, and then it's just um, now I don't know about all the doctors because I've only got those three that I've watched but you know Eccleston and and Tennant and Smith even had some nice comedic Mm -hmm. takes in there Um, Tennant especially was just was just goofy and I loved it in a good way not bad goofy he was just uh, I don't know just so good and and then the writing you were talking about (laughs) I had completely forgotten how Blink ended. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, how in the world does this all tie in? And how, how did this get explained? And then, boom, there it is. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. That's just, yeah. You know, granted, it's been six, seven years yeah. since we've watched some of these episodes. So, but, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's enjoyable. If you've not watched Doctor Who and you enjoy sci-fi, um time travel yeah time and space travel time and space travel goofy just goofy fun my yeah my suggestion would be so i'm kind of a two two schools of thought about this where to start oh okay um you probably want to start with modern doctor who i would say yes start with christopher eccleston oh i would definitely start with the first season of the more Um, modern now, I am a completist mm-hmm. and a huge Doctor Who nerd. So, a couple of years ago, I started from the very beginning, back in 1963. I'm only, I'm, and I've taken a lot of breaks because I just, I just watch, I mean, the, the other thing about <clears throat> old ones is they're, they're a full season, 24 or more episodes. Oof. The first season is way more than 24, I think. Wow. If I remember correctly. But, because uh, Modern only has what, like 12? Yeah, 12. Yeah. If that. Yeah. So, um, 
So you might want to start with Christopher Eccleston just to get the bearings of it and that then would, go back. Yeah. I, I would watch, at the very least, watch Eccleston through Smith. Yeah. Get get that taste. Yeah. Then then go back if you wanted. Yeah, I but mean... Would you suggest going all the way to the very beginning or... If you're... If you're if you want to get the full experience, yes, because I mean, there's stuff from the first episode that's, I mean, they introduced the TARDIS in the very first episode. They introduced the Doctor's companions and everything, mm. and then the Daleks are like episode, I don't know, three or four. Like they're they're in there really early. Wow. So there's a lot of stuff that that they, I mean, I was surprised with some of the way that like the mythology was there from the beginning, you know. So I remember the first time they found out he had two hearts. I was like, wow, they, they've known that for this long. And then when they talked about Gallifrey for the first time, it was like, hmm. It was, you know. Well, and kudos to the modern writers yeah. and that, that kept that going right. Yeah. I mean, you have to really, really want to watch it. Um, that first part of the first season is a little rough because it's not the Doctor Who that we know. They were kind of finding their voice. Mm-hmm. But, like, that Doctor really grows on you. I mean, I've... I'm up to four, so I, I don't know anything really about five, six, or seven, or eight. Uh, the Eighth Doctor is um, a little bit like Christopher Eccleston. He was only in one one movie. He was a TV movie that they were using to try and re... Was that John Hurt? No, no. John Hurt was the War Doctor. The War Doctor, yeah. So, the, so the, the Eighth Doctor turns into the War Doctor, turns into the Ninth Doctor. Gotcha. But they won't do that till They didn't do that till a couple years after they rebooted. Okay. Or not really rebooted, but they revived it. The Eighth Doctor was an attempt in 1996 to revive the show because it had went off the air in mm-hmm. uh, 89, I think. Yeah. And uh, and it didn't work. So so Paul McGann. Now, Paul McGann, though, so this is a whole other thing I'm about to bring up. Um, there are a ton, a ton, a ton, ton of audio adventures for Doctor Who. Audio plays, basically. Uh-huh. And Paul McGann has starred in a million of them because he only got the one movie. So if you're if you're interested, they're 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 by a company called Big Finish, and they they do every Doctor. They do adventures of every Doctor. So if you are into like audiobooks, basically, check out Big Finish, and you'll get extra adventures from your favorite Doctors. But uh, anyway, so um, yeah, so I would say. If you're if you like what you see in the modern Doctor Who, you can go back. It is a huge undertaking. I've been doing it for years, but like I said, I take breaks because sure. I just get burned out. Not that it's bad. I just like personally, my viewing habits are not great. So um, yeah, so I I recommend watching all of it because okay. I mean, I, but then again, like I said, I am a completist. Yeah. So I I mean, when I play video games, I have to like when I do open world video games, I have to. Have to do everything. I have to try and do everything. Yep. Check um, all the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I love to see the different doctors and, and what they, because like, you know, a lot of people like Tom Baker's fourth doctor. Mm-hmm. He's the classic doctor that everybody knows. But as we were talking about earlier, I really like John Pertwee's third doctor um, because I was really badly sick with COVID. And in my recovering period, I just binged his seasons. And, like, to me, that really helped mm-hmm. get past the COVID um, and the recovery period. So he's personally, he's my favorite uh, classic doctor. He's also kind of a dandy, which I love. Mm-hmm. And he did karate, like Venusian karate, he would call it. And then he had, like, a little yellow car he called Bessie. So he was... Now, wasn't one of the doctors, aren't they David Tennant's father-in-law yeah so that's doctor number five peter davison okay um this is a party trick where i just know all the doctors by name (laughs) um he's he's his father-in-law they met uh georgia Tennant and him met on an episode of doctor who and georgia is peter davison's daughter Mm -hmm. so peter uh so david Tennant and georgia Tennant got married now the fifth doctor is the tenth doctor's father-in-law how about that wow yeah crazy what a family reunion that must be. <laughs> Through time and space. Through time and space. <laughs> and you know, one thing that we haven't really talked about yet, but I think is a huge reason that Doctor Who succeeds is the villains. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, obviously, most of all, let's get this one out of the way, the Daleks are huge. They're yes. the best villains in the whole show, and I can say that from 
with certainty. You know? Oh, the Daleks are amazing. Which is amazing because they look like... They're just ridiculous. Yeah, they don't look like much. They look just like... These blocky robots. Yeah. You wouldn't think... And you know, I, I don't know how true this is, but I once did some research and I heard that basically the Daleks were the things that saved the show in the early... I have heard the same okay, thing, yes. Okay. They saved the show in the early years because Britain got a case of Dalek mania. Yeah. Which is crazy to me because there's really not much going for the Daleks. They, it's I mean, a box on wheels. Yeah, I mean, they become more ma- menacing as time goes sure. on. But like, oh my god! Like in those early years, they're just not like, a whole lot. I can, and that's those are what I remember. I can remember seeing these goofy looking robots yeah. as a kid and just going, "What? Yeah, what in the world? Well, and it's is like going they on? have like eggs on their body yeah. and like plungers for hands. It's but man, they create they kill a lot of people. They're they're menaces. They are they're genocidal. Yeah, yeah. Watch out for those Daleks. So you weeping got, angels weeping are obvious. Are, uh, those are those are probably the most famous modern monster. Yes, because they didn't have those in classic Correct. Doctor Who. I did know that. Um, those are those are a great concept. Yes. So if you don't know weeping angels, basically they are statue angel statues that every time you look away or blink, they get closer to you, and then when they get you, bad things happen. Yeah. So when they touch you, you get you get sent to another time. Yeah. So, do not blink. Do not blink. That is the most famous monster of the modern era, I think. Yes, I would agree. Then there's Cyber Cyberman, yep. who appeared all the way back in the first Doctor, and have since been all the way up to the 13th Doctor. Mm-hmm. So those guys are kind of cool. Um, they're, they're more... They're almost like the C-3PO to... Um, to the Daleks R2-D2 in the way that they look, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes, you're right. Um, <laughs> so, but, yeah, so, and then there's some other cool ones. There's the Ice Warriors, which are Martians, basically. Yep. I like those guys a lot because they kind of, like, hiss. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have, and, and there's the Master, who is the Doctor's arch nemesis. I mean, he, every creature that is reoccurring is his arch nemesis, but the Master is another Gallifreyan that is... An evil Time Lord, basically. So, there's a lot of cool villains. There are. Like Batman. Like, ooh, yeah, he's like, got a rogues gallery. He's got a rogues gallery. Wow, I never thought about that. He's the Batman of space and time. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, I've never, I've never seen him and Batman in the same room at the same time. <sighs> could be. Could be. Could be. And now, Doctor Who has been in many a comic now recently. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they appeared, if they did Doctor Who comics way back when, but... Um, I, I think they did, because, like, there was, like, Doctor Who magazine would mm-hmm. do comics in them, which is, like, a, I mean, I think Doctor Who is a monthly magazine still, which is crazy, because most magazines are bi-monthly now, or every other month, or whatever. They still do magazines? That's another point I'd like to <laughs> emphasize. But Doctor Who, yeah, they do comics in there, so... Hmm. I think they've always done Doctor Who comics. Yeah, because I think it's it IDW that yeah. uh, puts out the Doctor Who comics. Well, there's in there. IDW or is it Titan Books? Ooh, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I know IDW does the Star Trek, so maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But you would think with all of the crossovers that they've done over the most recent years, you've had you know Star Trek and the Green Lantern Corps, and you've had uh, Planet of the Apes and King Kong and Transformers and Star Trek, yeah. but it was animated Star Trek, right? Um, man, why? Surely someone's had to have pitched a Doctor Who yeah. crossover, crossover. With, I mean, you could easily do a, a Doctor Who crossover in any of the the current, you know, DC or Marvel yeah. uh, times. I mean, with the way he travels, yeah. Well, you know, he just show him up. That's the problem. Yeah. He's so great. How about a Thundar? And Doctor Who, bro, crossover. That would be my ultimate dream. Wouldn't that be something? The Doctor arrives in the post-apocalyptic world of 1994. Oh, or you get your favorite Doctor, the Dandy Number yeah. Three, with Hong Kong Fu. Oh yeah, and they and both you, do karate. They both do karate. <laughs> <laughs> this is writing itself. We've man, we need to we need to get on the horn with someone. We just put it into the AI generator, and it'll write itself. It, it'll write itself. There we go. Amazing. Here. We're we're set. So companions. <laughs> yeah, companions. Let's talk about the companions because yeah. we kind of talked about them for a little bit um, before we started this. Um, I'm not sure I ever answered the question, but 
but I asked you what who your favorite companion right. is. So modern yeah. times. Um, so it, it changed a lot for me because the companions change quite frequently. Um, they change more than the Doctor changes. They sure do. Uh, and so I think when I was a kid, I didn't really know. I was like, whatever, companions. But now I get the value of companions. I think my favorite is is either David Tennant's companion, Donna Noble, who's played by Catherine Tate, who was also in The Office. Oh, yeah. Um, or I really liked Amy Pond and Rory. Mm-hmm. Amy more than Rory, I think. But <laughs> who was Matt Smith's uh, yeah. main companion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... F- I haven't gotten nearly all of the classic companions. Um, Sarah Jane Smith is the big one from the past. Um, mm-hmm. She even got her own show for a while, Sarah Jane. Oh wow! Adventures. Um, the Sarah Jane Adventures. I think that's Are what you it was serious? Sarah Jane Smith Adventures or something like that. But that was like that was actually in the modern era of Doctor Who. They gave her the spinoff after David Tennant came became the Doctor. But uh, I really like Joe Grant, who was the third Doctor's first compa- or, uh, second companion. Um, mm-hmm. Before Sarah Jane Smith took over, because I just think that they worked. Because really, Sarah Jane Smith to me is more of a fourth companion doctor. Uh, I'm getting technical and nerdy now, but you yeah, are. But I you know what? That's okay. That's what this is all about. But I don't know. There's so many good companions. Um, Jamie was a good companion for the second doctor. He was like one of the longer, longest tenured companions. He was a Highlander. It's pretty cool. I'm looking up some of the older ones because yeah. I, I don't know. Because again, I I didn't know all of them. Uh, Clara Oswald. Yeah, so she was with Matt Smith and uh, Peter Capaldi. Okay. So the ones I remember most clearly is Rose, obviously from yeah. Yes, I forgot about season. Rose, yeah. Um, and then Karen Gillan. Yep. Who I am blanking. That's Amy Pond. That's Amy Pond, yeah. Who you may know as Nebula from Guardians who, of the Galaxy. Who you, yeah. So, and then there was River Song. Yeah, well, River Song is an interesting one. Yes, yeah. Which I can't give too much away. No, no, you can't. Yeah, it's that one gets... Can't go into too many details. Yeah, it would probably be between those three for yeah. me. But probably, yeah, Amy Pond probably would be my number one. Um, but Rose was fun. Yeah, Rose was a lot of fun. Yeah, but unfortunately, now I she only got what the the ten episodes with Eccleston. Well, she did no, ten for a couple. She did for ten too because they were like in love or whatever. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> something that's complicated. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's a lot of good companions. There are a lot. I I was looking through there and through a list, and actually said James Corden was a companion. Yeah, he correct. He did a I think he was in a special or something. Ah, okay. I can't. I know he was there, but I don't remember exactly. Because my because my knowledge is very like spotty. Like I know a lot about certain doctors, and then not a lot about because because like after a certain point, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna watch this because I'm going to watch it from the beginning. Exactly. But now what I'm doing is watching modern stuff as it comes out and mm-hmm. catching up. And there's and there's River Song. There she is. So, yeah. I had a question on the tip of my tongue oh, no. and now and now I can't think of it. I have a question. Yeah. If you were to regenerate. Ooh, okay. What who would play you next? Who would play me next? Oh my gosh! Isn't that something? I know. I'm, I've never thought about that before. But aren't we all just different regenerations of ourselves anyway? Look at that. We're like snakes shedding our skin. Ooh yeah. Hmm. Mm. About that. I. <laughs> I can remember. Here, I'll answer it this way. <laughs> okay. I can remember back in my college days. This is how someone described me to someone else. I, I think they were trying to set me up on a blind date. Oh, yeah. And this was well before I moved to Columbus and and, and, and met Sharon. Um, and they, someone asked them to describe me. And they're like, well, he, he looks like Mark Edwards. 
and and Doctor Mark Edwards from ER. Oh, okay. I, I, um, what what's the actor's name? Oh my gosh! But they're like he looks like Mark Edwards and act and and acts like Jim Carrey. Yeah. And I'm like, that's I seems rude. I don't know because <laughs> one, I'm not bald. Mm, yeah, I can't think of that actor's name right now. He was Goose. Who oh, played he was Goose? Goose? Yeah, who played Goose? I don't know, but we'll find out here momentarily. I am gonna, uh, yeah. Don't you, don't you worry. Now I'll find out for everybody. So if you had the TARDIS, mm, if this you, is the question, this is it. Where are you going? Where so? Where are you going? If I were to go back in the past, Anthony Edwards. By the okay. way, if I were to go back in the past, and this is not going to surprise you, and I think you would probably say the same thing. I'm going to the Old West. Yeah. So, if, if, if I'm going into the future, I'd like to see if we colonize... That would be, yes. Space, you know. Go, go to other planets to see if they actually exist yeah. and, and if there's colonies there. Yeah. That would be cool. But the thing with the TARDIS is you could go anywhere. So, yeah. it could be like... I mean, they've gone... I think they've gone to the end of time, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. I believe you're correct. And the beginning of time, too, I think. But but then it's just... And like, and my human brain wants to be like the Old West because I can quantify that. Sure. I can imagine that. Whereas with the beginning and end of time, it's like, what does that look like? Exactly. It, it would uh, be interesting to see the medieval times, yeah. too. Um. But look, you know, and and then you're going to have the the people go, oh, you know, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. You know, they only showered yeah. once a year. And look, we get it. They didn't have running water and, and whatnot. Um, well, we have the TARDIS, so we don't have to stay there. Exactly. But, you know, we've got small covering cities and <laughs> we've got oceans that are polluted more yeah. than ever. So I think we're even <laughs> between medieval times and now. Um don't you think it'd be neat to see the dinosaur times, though? I think that would be terrifying. <laughs> Probably. There is Again, episode, we've got the TARDIS. Hopefully there, the T-Rex doesn't stomp it. There is an episode um, from the Matt Smith era called Dinosaurs on a Spaceship, I think. Yes. And so you could see the dinosaurs that way. I, I When we were going through his run, I saw that episode. And I was having problems remembering that one. So... As, as we get back on and, and start rewatching it, um, I'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it would be neat to see what other areas of the world look like. I would. I think it would be neat if you go back far enough to see if the continents actually were oh, lined up. Yeah. If Pangea yeah. was. All one piece. Yeah. That would be kind of neat. Again, probably fairly terrifying because, yeah. you know, who knows what's out there. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's, um, but you've got your sonic screwdriver. That's right. So Well, now, see, that's one thing I was going to talk about was sonic screwdriver. Um, the first two doctors did not have a sonic screwdriver. Really? Uh, they didn't. And um, Did they have anything? They didn't have anything. They They had, what they had was more like, each doctor is kind of characterized by their outfit and their personality. Okay. Um, so the first doctor had like this blue ring that okay. was his thing. Mm-hmm. And then the second doctor had this recorder that he would play. Okay. And then So he's like a bard. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Okay. And then the third doctor was the first one who had a sonic screwdriver. Hmm. And then Tom Baker had the screwdriver. And then I believe, I haven't got to five, six, and seven yet, but... Um, I believe during the fifth Doctor, the screwdriver gets destroyed because the showrunner was like, oh, you guys use the sonic screwdriver too much. So he destroyed it. <laughs> and, and this is also getting to the point where like five, six, and seven are bumpy years because like this is getting to the point where the people in the BBC like have taken over are different and they don't like Doctor Who. Oh. So that's why it gets canceled originally is because they, they put it in a bad time spot and they did all this stuff to kind of doom it. Um, but he, so they they didn't yeah so like I know like seven or eight no seven has like his umbrella 
Sylvester McCoy, and then eight, who's Paul McGann in the movie, gets the sonic screwdriver back. And then now in the modern era of Doctor Who, everybody has their own sonic screwdriver. Yes, they all look different. Yeah, and they're much more, uh, they're much more all useful. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess they were always all useful, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I wanted to mention like not not all doctors. Now, do you have a sonic screwdriver? I have three, and I have 13. Oh. Uh, It's a little bit expensive. Doctor, so the third one and the fourth one are very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are easy enough to get. And then I think there's one for the fifth one and the eighth one. Um, And then there's nothing. And then nine and ten did share a sonic screwdriver. Okay. But that one is so expensive to get on. Really? Yes, because they. I guess they stopped making it. And it's David Tennant's. So, and then 11 and 12, I don't have, uh, but when they did the 13th one and it's, so like, you know, the 9th and 10th one was like, it glowed blue and then the 11th one kind of glowed green and then the 13th one glowed blue again. But then when the fourth, when the, I'm sorry, the 12th one, and when the 13th one came out, it was like orange and that's my favorite color. So I had to buy it. Gotcha. But the third one I got because of sentimental reasons. Sure. Because, you know, I like that third doctor. Mm-hmm. I, I want to have them all eventually, but they are pricey sometimes. So <laughs> Here's hoping for reproductions. Yeah. I mean, I think the last time I checked, the David Tennant screwdriver was like $200 or something. Whoa. And this is not a replica. This, I mean, like not like a... It is a replica, but it's not like a nice metal replica. It's plastic. Yeah. It's yeah. just a little plastic thing. Oh, my gosh. And, and I kick myself every day because I used to have it, and I don't know what happened to it. Wow. That blows my mind that a little screwdriver costs yeah. almost as much as either of my lightsabers that I have. Yeah, it's nuts. Wow. It just shows you the power of the doctor. I guess. So. Good golly, Miss Molly. Yeah. That's, that's one tool that I would like to have. Like Of all fictional tools, I think a sonic screwdriver would be one of my... Because it just does whatever, you know? Whatever you want. He was he was trying to melt concrete. Recon- what was he trying to do? Yeah, what, what I forget word what did the word he use? It was a very fancy it was. doctor-like word that I didn't understand. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite things about Doctor Who is when the, the people go, where's the doctor? And the other person goes, Doctor Who. Ooh. That's a yeah. little pleasure in my life. Yeah. So, If any of the doctor doesn't actually have a name... Well, he does, but he we don't know it. But we don't know it. But yet. somebody does, and I can't tell you who because it's a spoiler. It, it is a spoiler. So I hope that's one thing they never reveal, like Judge Dredd's face. But, you know, if they made an American Doctor Who, they would tell you his name in 10 well, minutes. Well, speaking of American Doctor yeah. Who, we can't <laughs> not bring up, I know you love this show as yeah. much as I do, Community. Yes. They did an, a lovely spoof yeah. of Doctor Who. Inspector Space Time. Inspector Space Time. <laughs> I, I love that because they even got the detail where they're like, oh, yeah, this is a 60-year-old show. There's so many seasons. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And then uh, there's the American version. Then they do an American version. <laughs> which isn't quite as good. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen Community, that's one thing that you should watch. Oh, well, you need to watch Community just yeah. to watch Community. Right. But, yeah. When they're, they're Inspector Space Time. Uh, and then what's Constable Reggie? I think Constable, is his opinion. Constable Reggie, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I forget what the Blorgs. Yeah, they're called Blorgs. Yeah. The the evil robots. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so ridiculous, yeah. but it's great. And they have that episode. What's funny is they have that episode with the convention. Yes. And it has that guy in it whose name I can't remember, but he's the bald British guy. Yes. And he's in Doctor Who. He's in Doctor Who. Yes. His name is Matt something. I can't remember what it is. Oh, my gosh. Wrote, uh, is it Rosenbaum? No, that's no, not that's, it. No, uh, that's... Uh, that's Smallville. That's Smallville. <laughs> yes, you're right. That's Lex Luthor. Yeah. Oh, too funny. Yeah, yeah that was... Uh, that's a great episode with... Uh, what was it? Jeff Winger looked like one of the main yeah, villains. The, yeah. <laughs> the praying mantis guy or whatever. Yes. I used to kind of... <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh, Inspector Space Time. Oh, that is too funny. Yeah. Well, you know, before we end this show, I just want to say that um, if you haven't watched Doctor Who, I high, obviously I highly recommend it. Um, yes. I am a huge nerd for it. Uh, it has longevity that is pretty much unmatched by anything that I can think of. Um, 
because like I said, it's constantly reinventing itself. So it it is just an absolute fun ride. And it's, I am not a huge Whovian. Right. Um but I've enjoyed everything that I've watched. Yeah. Well that's the thing is like you don't have to be like a huge nerd like me to appreciate it. Yeah. But I think like I didn't go into Doctor Who being a huge nerd of Doctor Who. I went into Doctor Who being a fan of sci-fi. Yes. And then it just happened to be such a good show that gripped me in a way that I was like, oh, okay. I am now obsessed with this. I, this is this is my life. This now. is who I am now. I'm British. <laughs> I actually remember. <laughs> I just remembered this. In high school, um, there was like a, a uh, cultural exchange day. And there was a very old British lady there, and I did not know what to talk to her about. So I said, do you watch Doctor Who? And she was just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it was amazing. Well, she's British. She's got to watch it. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Tea, crumpets, Doctor Who, God save the Queen. Yeah. What else is there? Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. (laughs) Danger Mouse. Yeah. Throw in a little Benny Hill. Yeah, throw in a little bit of that. Maybe she was an Are You Being Served fan. Oh, maybe she was in Are You Being Served. She could she have was been. pretty old. Mr. Yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Sinclair. Captain Peacock, for sure. <laughs> was it Mrs. Sinclair? Oh. I'm going to have to, after this after this episode's over, I'm going to have to go look. My dad yeah. would be so ashamed. Oh. Captain Peacock, for sure. Yeah. I know that. So, um, I guess my thing is I'd like to hear what everybody's favorite doctor is. Oh, yeah. Who's your favorite doctor? Do you have a favorite episode? Yeah. Favorite era of Doctor Who? Mm-hmm. Favorite companion? Favorite... Or where would you go in the TARDIS? Oh, yeah. Tell us your TARDIS uh, destination. <laughs> TARDIS destination. The TARDIS. I don't know why that got me. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I just I like I love to hear everybody's favorite doctor. I think most people are going to say David Tennant. That's going to yes. be my bad. I I would I would say that that's probably correct. But unless want, they're of a certain age. Yeah, but I want to hear everybody's. I do have opinion. some older cousins that listen to this. Yeah. Okay. So maybe maybe they've watched some yeah. of the the originals, and so yeah. they have an opinion. And I'm you, looking forward to hearing that. I like I said, the the originals are worth watching. They're not super hokey. Is the thing. They aren't, but I would watch the orig- or the newer. Yeah, stuff watch first. the newer stuff first to get acclimated yeah. to what exactly it is. Yes, that way you understand the concept. Yeah, because you don't have to have had watched right any of the older stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think they banked on it. People watching, like when they brought it, brought it back, they probably weren't like, "Oh, everybody knows sixty years worth of history." Yeah, you know. no, I think they did a good job of. Throughout the episodes going, well, you know, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And, and so we were caught up pretty quickly. Yeah. So, no, it, it's it's so worth it. It is so much fun. You know, I really wish that um, we could use the Doctor Who music to a- exit this. Because oh, it's so iconic. It is so iconic. I'm fairly certain we'd get sued. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> the BBC's out You know blood. what? Maybe we reach out to David Tennant and see if he... <laughs> Allow it. Yeah. Friend of the show. He is a friend of the show, and he was also Scrooge McDuck in the new Duck. He was Scrooge McDuck. So maybe if he understands my obsession with Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. He seems like a nice enough guy. Oh, he seems super nice. Yeah. We'll get get him and Michael Sheen on the show, (laughs) and who has no ties to Doctor Who, but... I just love the both of them and how they <laughs> yeah. talk to each other. So yeah, I think they were talking about maybe him being Doctor Who next um, in the because there's always like betting taking oh, place as to who's going to be the next Doctor Who. So I think he was in the running. That would be interesting. Yeah, so he's he's a heck of an actor too. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. But I I think it's a, a neat path they're going down. Yeah, so definitely. It'll I can't be fun to I see. can't wait to see what they do yeah. next. So all right, so hit us up on what uh, we do the Instagram. We do the Book of Faces, uh, the the land of the Twitter, um, and let us know what you like, what you don't like, who's your favorite, where you're going. Yeah. And if there's something we missed, tell us. Which was 60 years of history, we definitely missed something. We definitely missed something. And especially if you like the older stuff. Yeah, I want to hear about that. Let, let us know an episode if you like that or something that you enjoyed from it because... Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool to hear because I don't have BritBox, so I don't know how I'm ever <laughs> going to watch any of it. So I'll give you my password. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, now the authorities know. Uh-oh. 
Delete, delete. <laughs> we can edit that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, Doctor Who. Loved it. Loved it. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you enjoyed it, and, and uh, we'll see you next time around. Stay nerdy. <laughs>